John Millay goes all over the state and he covers all the sports and activities that you can cover in Minnesota. Today will probably be football heavy. We had a very memorable prep bowl. That's where we're going to start here on Preps Today with John Millay. This is part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks to our sales executive, Karen Cleary. Thank you for listening to the network. Uh, listens are through the roof, and we do appreciate you listening. John, start us off. You cover the prep bowl. Tell me about it. Yeah, Jim, uh, good to talk to you again this week. You know, you talk about driving all over the state. I was just going through my my expenses for November. I only paid for, I only bought two two tanks full of gas really? in November. But that's a sign that state tournaments are here because most right. of those are right here in town. You know, one trip to Northfield for cross country. And and uh, I don't even remember where else I went largely state tournaments in right in town here in St. Paul or Minneapolis. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the fall season has been wrapped up with the football championship games, the prep bowl games at U.S. Bank Stadium. And it was really fun throughout these tournaments. It was just so great to have state tournaments. You know, we didn't have those last fall. And I, I say this over and over, everybody was just so happy, so happy. You know, even the even the people, of, you know, with teams who maybe didn't go as far as they would have liked, everybody was just happy that the process is back. We had tournaments, and at the U.S. Bank Stadium for the seven prep bowl games, the crowds were big, they were loud, the bands played, and some really, really good football. And uh, I'll just quickly run through your 2021 state champions in football. Nine-man, Leroy Ostrander, a really, really dominant run through the playoffs. 1A, Mayor Lutheran, 2A, Chatfield, 3A, Dassel Cocado, 4A, Hutchinson, 5A, Mankato West, 6A, Lakeville South. And as if people read my John's Journal stories at the High School League website, mshsl.org, you know, I'm not writing game stories. I just don't. I try to go behind the scenes and kind of tell what's happening that maybe isn't isn't in clear view and I'll just mention a couple stories I wrote uh, off the prep bowl. And to me, this is one of the best stories of the year. Uh, Fertile Beltrami, their football team, got to the first prep bowl in history. And it's a it's a, like a four and a half hour ride. That's up in the Crook, Crookston part of the state, northwest part of Minnesota. And basically, business owners in, in Fertile and Beltrami, two very small towns, business owners, farmers, and, and just folks from the two towns started collecting donations, basically to pay for charter buses for whoever wanted to go to the prep bowl game for free. And the figure I saw was basically in the neighborhood of $25,000. So anybody who wanted a free ride down to Minneapolis to see uh, the Falcons meet Leroy Ostrander in the nine-man championship game. It was a free ride. I mean, they had to be on the bus way before sunrise. The game was a 10 o'clock game. And I heard, you know, four or five o'clock, these buses were were rolling out of town. So it's really one of those cool small town stories. Um, their crowd was unbelievably great and supportive. Really, really fun to see. So way to go, everybody at Fertile Beltrami. Um, and Hutchinson, as I said, they won the 4A state title. They made history here, just in its family history. Andy Rosberg, the coach, this is the third time he's been the head coach of a state championship football team from Hutchinson, matching his father Grady's three titles. So between the two of them, they have six, three apiece. And it's talk about family dynamics. Andy was the quarterback on Grady's first two 
championship teams, and Andy was the offensive coordinator for Grady's third. Andy became the head coach when Grady stepped down in 1999. And Grady, who's who's as good a guy as you'll ever find. I know Andy and Grady really well. Love to chat with them. Grady's still part of the team. He's a volunteer coach. He watches from the press box and, and you know, still a great football mind. And I, I uh, kind of grabbed Andy and Grady after the championship game, after they took some team photos. I, I just said, I want to get you two guys with this trophy. So I did that behind the bench. Really cool. Here's what's amazing. So Grady became the head coach of Hutchinson football in 1970. So think of that, 1970. The last time somebody not named Rossberg coached football in, Hunch- in Hutchinson, Neil Armstrong had just set foot on the moon. Wow. So that, that I thought you were going to say just, Neil Armstrong was coaching the team. And I, was, I thought that would be a stretch. Yeah, but He stepped away because he had to go yeah. to the moon. But, yeah, I mean, that's phenomenal. So uh, father and son coaches, I don't think Andy has any inclination to, to not keep doing this. Um, this was a, this, here's another cool, this is a behind the scenes moment. So Hutchinson beat Cass and Manorville in the class 4A game. And it was a, it was kind of a blowout 42 to 14. And, and everybody from Casson was disappointed. Uh, you know, they had a really good team, great season, first time in the prep bowl. And, uh, you know, we bring in head coaches and, and players of the coaches choosing to the Vikings interview room after each game. So Joel Swanson, the Cass and Manorville coach was in there. It was nothing but positive. He talked about life lessons and sometimes you don't get what you want, but you keep working and you, and you, you know, you, these great memories you, you create with your brothers on the team and, and the thing kind of wound down. And, and as before Joel left the room, he, he shook the hand of every media member in the room and thanked everyone individually for their coverage of high school football and high school, fo- high school sports. That's, that's really cool to see. Um, I don't know if any uh, Vikings coaches have done that recently, Jim. You well, not with me, it. they haven't. <laughs> okay. The next the next time Mike Zimmer personally thanks everyone in the media, you're saying that'll be the first time? I I'm think stunned. that'll be the first time. And, and, you know, and I will also say this, you know, uh, there are a lot of great people in the Vikings locker room and the Vikings organization. Uh, but it's that's one of the sweet things about high school sports is, yeah. you know, it it's not about – profits it's not about getting your next yep. endorsement deal it really is about relationships in the sport itself yeah it really is and we we see that at these tournaments and i i, re, I enjoy it so much that was part of the beauty of this after not having uh, fall state tournaments for two years i get to see people that i only see at, at state tournaments you know a lot of our workers and volunteers who are at these things and uh yeah and and joel swanson certainly isn't the first coach to do that it's always great to see Always appreciated. I know uh, we had a few prep bowl records set. Uh, Leroy Ostrander, like I said, just dominated in nine man. Their quarterback Chase Johnson. They list him at I don't know five five or five six. I'm not certain Chase is that tall, but he can run with the ball. Uh, he finished with a prep bowl record 412 combined rushing and passing yards. Most of those rushing, really entertaining. He might have been the 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 single most dominant player in the prep bowl games. Uh, we had some ta- a tackle record set. Martin Prieto of Plainview, Elgin, Millville had 24 total tackles in, in the 3A game. Uh, uh, Dassel Cucado beat uh, Plainview, Elgin, Millville, but Martin Prieto, 24 total tackles. The previous record was 21, and one of his teammates, Peyton Schumacher, he also broke the previous record. He had 23 tackles, so Peyton breaks the prep bowl tackle record, but so does uh, so does his teammate who gets one more. So it'll be Martin that goes in the record book. 
And uh, Fertile Beltrami, uh, Braden Werpe, he had a record total of 197 yards on kickoff returns. And that's that's kind of based on how many times uh, Leroy Ostrander scored. They kicked off a lot. So, but that's a good thing. Braden will have his name in the prep ball record book. And I set a personal record by attending 37 high school football games this fall. Wow. 16, 16 outdoors and then 21 at U.S. Bank Stadium over the semifinals and the finals. Uh, it was a great fall in, a, in just a lot of ways and a lot of sports. But now we're moving on. Winter sports are now in full swing as of as of now. Boys swimming and diving started practice this week. They're the last sport to get going. And we got games going on in, in some sports. The rest will be coming quickly. We're going to be running and skiing and skating and wrestling and swimming and diving. It's all it's all happening now. And I actually attended my first winter event Tuesday night. I went to a girls hockey game, Hastings at Egan. And if everything goes according to plan, uh, the winter season will end with the boys basketball state championships on March 26th. So from now through March 26th, it's winter sports and it uh, should be a great should be a great year. Fantastic. I want to thank Pizza Barn in Princeton. That's Jody Stay's operation. Uh, I do hope we can get up there and get a pizza here sometime soon. Of course, last time I had pizza out of uh, from Pizza Barn, it was out of the food truck, and it was just as good as it, you, it is when you show up there in your in person. Same with me. The last time I had it was when their their food truck was at a football game at Minnetonka. I think week two of the football season. So so I'm overdue, and you know we talk about the Pizza Barn a lot. Uh, Family-owned business for 38 years, uh, uh, just a fantastic community asset for Princeton and and well beyond. We always talk about all the great menu items, but this Christmas time here, they always they also have some really neat gift ideas. Jody Stay has come up with some great stuff, you know, baseball caps, stocking hats, some really neat-looking crew necks, decorations for the tree. They've even got a pizza cutter that also works as a bottle opener. I need one of those. Wow! So. Stop in at the Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton. You can get a holiday lunch or dinner, pick up some gifts, and remember that everything on the menu is also available for delivery and takeout. They'll do a take-and-bake pizza for you. And that food truck uh, just keeps going all over. Just in the last week, it was in Cambridge for a Christmas market at Pinewood Wedding and Events Center, as well as at uh, Pantown Brewing Company in St. Cloud, which I'm sure was was great fun. So thanks to Jody, the whole crew at the Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yes, uh, pizzabarnprinceton.com. All right, let's thank a ref, John. Yeah, some special people here, Jim. I really enjoy these state tournaments where we've got these, these dedicated, committed officials who, who do this so well. And we saw we saw them at all the tournaments all all fall long. And I chatted with a bunch of them that I know. Congratulated everyone I saw. A uh, special shout out to Davis Lampa from the Range Coaches and Officials Association. All he did was work the state basketball and volleyball tournaments. That's a pretty good thing right there. If he's a state tournament level official in two sports, that's pretty cool. And one of the cool kind of behind the scenes things, uh, Brad Rosa is an official from Southwest Minnesota. He worked his second prep bowl game, that, which is a great accomplishment. The first one was 37 years ago, 1984. <laughs> Brad worked a prep bowl. He came back 37 years later, did a great job. His crew was phenomenal. And I was kind of watching after the game as the officials were heading back to their locker room. Brad went over to the stands there, and it looked like, I'm guessing it was his son 
and a couple grandkids had come down to the first row to congratulate grandpa. He reached up for high fives. Everybody was smiling. What a great, what a great memory for, for Brad and his family. And that's, uh, that's really something. You can see all the shows as they are released by following us on Twitter at Talk North Pod. If you'd like to advertise with this show or any show in the network, you can reach Karen Cleary at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. And if you're new to the network, uh, we have Cheryl Reeve, Anthony LaPanta, Michael Russo, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, John Krasinski, John Millay, Jeff Diamond, many more. Tons of outdoor content to go with that. And we have a couple of big names in the pipeline we'll be uh, telling you about here soon. Thank you so much for listening to the network. Uh, let's get to other honors, John. Yeah, we don't uh, have a Most Valuable Teammate Award. We took Thanksgiving week off. We didn't want to announce uh, one of our MVT winners on the holiday, but that'll be back. That'll be back this week. But I want to mention some people who are really really being honored and rightfully so. One is uh, Mark Solberg, good friend of mine. He's the activities director at Cambridge Isanti. He's been nominated for the National High School Athletic Coaches Association's Athletic Director of the Year Award. So that's a great thing to be nominated for a national honor. A couple of basketball coaches um, have been named uh, John Wooden Legacy Award winners for Minnesota basketball on the boys' side. Uh, Larry McKenzie from Minneapolis North, who's uh, who's just done a great job for so long. And on the girls' side, Mike Dreyer of New London Spicer is the John Wooden Legacy Award winner for Minnesota girls basketball. Mike is uh, is the winningest girls basketball coach in Minnesota history. So those those individuals, Mark, Larry, and Mike, find examples of servant leaders. They've done so much for so many for so long. Congrats to them. And, you know, I want to I want to congratulate some people who don't hear this often enough, if at all. It's the staff who works here at the Minnesota State High School League office. These are these are anonymous people. Most people who don't deal directly with our office don't know these folks, but they're selfless. The things that go on behind the scenes to just to have have a state tournament. It's it's quite astonishing. Um, all the organization, all the different pieces of the puzzle. Um, and, and what these folks do, most people attending or even participating in these tournaments, they have no idea. So congrats to all the great folks in the high school league office. And I'm going to close things, Jim, with, with a hint of I know what we're going to talk about next week. And it's two words, shot clocks. Ooh. Because we are, yes. I don't know we if go. we can handle that level of controversy <laughs> on this network. Very controversial. Yeah, we're talking here uh, Wednesday afternoon. And by the time people are hearing this podcast, the high school league board of directors, I'm guessing will have voted up or down on shot clocks. They meet Thursday morning. That's one of the items on the agenda, uh, an action item as it's known where it's expected they will vote yes or no on whether to have shot clocks in Minnesota high school basketball. If they vote yes, I'm guessing they wouldn't be implemented for a couple of years. Uh, maybe more, maybe three years. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's gonna. Twitter's gonna be heating up here, and by the again, by the time people are listening to us, this should all be have been decided. But uh, that'll give us something to talk about next week. That is for certain. John's going to give us a final thought here, whether he likes it or not. Want to let you know that uh, <laughs> a couple live shows coming up. December 2nd, that's Thursday. You'll probably hear the show before that show uh, occurs. We're going to do the John Krasinski show live at Tuttle's Eat play bowl in Hopkins at seven o'clock on Thursday night. Uh, we'll have, take live questions and that place is a lot of fun. Come out and, and bother John. Uh, we are going to do the uh, chin music show with Roy Smalley and Lavelle Neal and myself at pizza Luce in Eden Prairie, December 7th. That one is 6 PM, December 7th. That's next Tuesday. 
Eden Prairie Pizza Luce. Uh, and we have a sh- live Cheryl Reeve co- show coming up that's going to be combined with the Winter Wear Drive, Glory Ramsey's Winter Wear Drive. That's going to be December 14th at, at the downtown Pizza Luce. We'll get you more details on that as we approach. Once again, thank you to Pizza Martin Princeton, Jody Stay, Karen Cleary, Cleary Brandon Morton, and John Malay. John, do you have a final thought for us? I do, Jim. I'm going to plug a book that I just received in the mail today. It's uh, by a friend of mine, Carl Pearson, the former head girls basketball coach at Waconia. He's a teacher out there. He has written a book called The Other Side of Glory. It's about the Waconia girls basketball team uh, from, uh, I don't know if it's, I think it's last season. Um, I haven't even opened the book, but um, it's got a, a quote from Tim Miles, the guy we know now, the head men's basketball coach at San Jose State. Um, the Other Side of Glory reminds us of the enormous power of persistence. So it's the other side of Gloria, team's quest for high school girls basketball history. I can't wait to get going on this. I'm sure it's on Amazon. I will read it. I will write about it. And congratulations to to Carl Pearson of Waconia on having his book come out. That's cool. And it's good to hear about Tim Miles uh, again. He was, he was a fun guy to have around. Sure was. Yeah, when he uh, I dealt with Tim when he was the coach at Southwest State down in Marshall and just a mm-hmm. wonderful guy. We've all kind of followed his travels over the years and, you know, you know what the what the coaching life is like and he's out there in a in a nice place in california and and we wish him nothing but the best thanks to john and thank you for listening to talknorth.com 